0: Mama ma, ma me me me, me. once told me the world was gonna roll me I
1: ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kinda dumb with a fish. everybody. Welcome to logging On with Joe and Alex. I'm Alex. I'm, I'm Joe.
0: Joe. Okay. Oh, sorry, you were gonna introduce me,
1: but then I would... I was, but you were that. I... This whole thing.
0: Shall we start fresh? Shall we? Oh,
1: no, it <laughs> the damage is done. You've ruined it already, Joe. We might as well just accept that this is a reality and move on with it. Welcome to Logging On. This is where we talk through our experience with Rally International in Tanzania last year in the summer of 2019. Uh, you're up to episode seven. I think it's six. It's six. <laughs> We are talking about our arrival in Tanzania and our arrival at the uh, training centre at uh, Morogoro. So that will be this week's episode. It's probably going to be a bit of a short one, but then next week's episode, when we go into the actual training in Morogoro. oh boy, that's going to be a long one. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, a bit of a warm-up before the marathon.
0: Yes, good analogy.
1: So, yeah, uh, arrival in Tanzania. I've been doing lots of the talking so far, so do you want to take over, Joe?
0: Okay, I will start saying things now, shall I? Indeed, that would help. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when we first arrived from the plane, um, I think we went through a little, uh, what you call it, from the plane straight into the indoors bit of the airport.
1: Yeah, one of the law-like transfer tunnels. Yes. Boarding? Boarding tunnel?
0: We weren't oh, yeah. boarding, we were unboarding.
1: I've got a feeling you can use them for both. But uh, don't Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight into... Um, I always get this wrong. Is it da el salam? Like uh, like Spanish, E-L. Or is it es salam?
0: It's da es salam. E-S. E-S, yes. Okay.
1: Dar es Salaam. Dar es so Salaam the, airport. Yeah, and it was... Well, we uh, we went in a very pivotal time for the uh, air, airplane industry. In we
0: did, the actually. That is a very interesting point.
1: Because we went into the old uh, terminal.
0: Yeah, um, when we arrived, it was um, an old airport, which was soon to be refurbished.
1: Was it refurbished? It wasn't being, like, knocked down?
0: Um, oh, it might have been knocked down, actually, and rebuilt, like, right next to it.
1: We went out of the, uh, new terminal Literally on the day it opened, we must have been some of the, like, first few hundred people to go through it. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they would have both of them at the same time. I feel they would have, like, knocked the old one down to make, like, new space. Because that other one was, like, three times the size. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, got off the plane, walked down the terminal, and then what happened, Joe? Uh,
0: and then we there was a very crowded sort of s- flow of people going from the boarding place to like the immigration sort of area, and I felt very out of my comfort zone. It was just I don't like crowds. I don't like airport, like, immigration areas. They really stress me out, so... I'm... Sorry, Noah,
1: i sorry, uh I couldn't quite hear you. Did you say you don't like immigrants?
0: You know, when, when I was... When I, was, I think of what I'm saying a few... A few seconds before I say it, and I, I was being very careful how I worded that, and you've just <laughs> completely... Destroyed my efforts there, so thank you for that. You see
1: what I can do at the editing booth. <laughs> so yeah, we got to the law like customs area, where you filled in all the kind of like migration forms that you would need.
0: It was very crowded. There was a enormous queue. Yeah, the the queue was just to like like hand in your visa or something, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Previous to this, when we were on the plane, I think the uh, cabin staff went round about half an hour before we landed, giving out kind of little, small, kind of A4 pieces of paper that were printed up with the uh, Tanzanian, what's the word, entry visa printed on them, because I remember that I had already filled this out at home, I printed it out myself, filled it all out and I had it on me along with like my passport and my plane tickets, so it was easily accessible. Mm. But um, they handed this out again. So I think I filled it out a second time. Just to be sure. But uh, yeah.
0: I remember I, f- I forgot mine. Like I brought part of the visa. But I f- I, the bit I didn't think I would need. Was the one bit I did need. And it was the page that has your, your photo on it basically. Oh
1: okay. Yeah. So
0: I, I printed out. Every page oh, yeah, for except for that bit, uh-huh. and they were just look. They were just going through them, looking at them, saying it's not there. And I was, I was just, I was in a right state. I was really stressed out, and I was just like, well But it's all there. I printed it, and it's, and it's. And it's it took a while because there was obviously a bit of a language barrier, and, uh-huh. uh, so
1: yeah. with the, with the immigration officials.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this was in the sort of gateway bit between, like, where you're in the bit where you're not officially legally in the country yet and the bit where it's, like, the nice and chilled airport area.
1: Yeah. I spent about 15% of my time in Tanzania in that room, so I have it pretty (laughs) well uh, saved at the old brain. And so, yeah, it was about... 20 metres long, this room, by maybe 15 metres wide. But, yeah, this room had maybe 300 people in, I think. Like, it was all the passengers of our plane and some of the passengers of a previous plane.
0: Yeah, I'm not good at counting heads, but it was a lot of people.
1: So, yeah, all crammed into this room, going into various lines of people who were going for, like, a holiday visa, like we technically were. Yeah. Other people that would go for kind of like a work visa. And yeah, so you came down the stairs into this room. And then on your right, there was a bunch of kind of desks with a kind of security glass up. And that was where you handed in your visa. And then they would hand you back some more paperwork. Then you would move along to the left where there was a bunch of kind of like little booths with uh, gaps in between. And yeah. That was your way to freedom out to the uh, wonderful <laughs> Duke Free section of the airport. Yes. But, uh,
0: Into the wilderness of Tanzania.
1: Yeah. But uh, you I'm needed not. to first get your kind of like process document from the uh, desks on the left. And yeah, that was uh, quite the experience.
0: Do yeah. you remember how no. it
1: happened for you?
0: Well, I I've, after going back and forth a few times, trying to find out what exactly I needed, um, I'm pretty sure, like, loads of the, several of the other, like, volunteers were, like, helping me out, like, because I, I just wasn't being let through. But, um, I got through in the end, somehow. Can't remember how, but, you know, they weren't... I did think for a minute I wasn't going to get into the country.
1: What do you think would have happened? I don't know. You just have to, like, set a tent in that room. Well. Some people feel sorry for you and give you some rice.
0: (laughs) Not even a bean. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have been allowed, but allowed to stay there. Probably not. Definitely not, actually, but... I don't know, there must have been some way for me to fly back home.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, Raleigh might have sorted something out. But we were completely alone, weren't we? There were no yeah. Raleigh
1: officials. Raleigh said goodbye to us at Heathrow. They did. No one was on the plane with us. No one was in uh, Dubai. And, yeah, no one... Well, they were there to to greet us, but... They yeah. didn't want to go through security themselves, so they were waiting on the other side, and quite a quite a way away on the other side. They weren't kind of just the other side of the barrier telling you what to do.
0: But after getting through after all that kerfuffle, it was just the feeling of seeing those rally T-shirt people was just oh my god! So thank God I made it through all that. We're with the official people who know what they're doing now.
1: <laughs> now, uh so you you messed up the documents a little bit. You didn't have your your document with your photo on. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But you got through nonetheless. And um, do you remember how many people were left by the time you headed through the uh the gate to join the uh throngs of rally volunteers?
0: Um I don't think I was too far behind. I was one of the last, but if not the last, but it wasn't like, I don't know, like, people went through gradually, didn't they? It wasn't like a load went through.
1: I think we were all waiting for our name to be called, and then you went over, they gave you your upgraded pass, then you walked over to the place uh, with the little like, booths and they would scan your thumbprint your fingerprint, your palm and then yeah give you a slap on the back and you're through into the duty free
0: <laughs> yeah and then but we collected up it weren't
1: the laugh because that oh, yeah. wonderful uh, prize went to me oh, despite yeah. having all my paperwork done properly and having like you know A for my for my first name and C for my surname so you know, pretty high up, fairly, the up
0: yeah, tough of the register.
1: Somehow, I was the last person to go through.
0: Oh.
1: Anna, she was. Uh, she was with me. We were the last two to go through. So yeah, ah, but okay. she went through or me, so I was the last. But yeah. Uh, bring a phone. Bring some headphones. You may be uh, stuck in the same. If
0: you got headphones in, you might miss your name. If you got headphones in, you might miss your name being called out.
1: Maybe have one headphone in then. (laughs) Yeah, good shout. You get through, and here's one of my top tips for the whole trip: make sure you have your money to be converted into the local currency on you, uh, like easily accessible. I was the last person to come through. So I was rushing to get my bag off the carousel. It must have gone around that whole thing like 50 times. But uh, yeah, I grabbed it off the carousel, went into the uh, queue for uh, exchanging my UK money into Tanzanian shillings. And yeah, I had about £15 pounds on me, but I'd brought, I think, £70 pounds in total to be transferred. But the remaining 55 was inside my rucksack. And because I was the last one through, I didn't have time to, like, um, undo my rucksack, get all the stuff out, find the money, put it all back together, and then go and transfer it. So I only had 15 quid transfers, which was so annoying for the rest of the holiday, Holiday. for the rest of my uh, stay in Tanzania, because whenever people were paying for stuff, I just didn't have the money in uh, Tanzanian shillings. And so yeah, eventually I had to give my money to someone who then went by a motorbike all the way to the capital, got it traded, and then came back.
0: Peaky peaky.
1: Peaky peaky indeed. If I was to rerun uh, my volunteering experience, I think the first thing that I would have done is just made sure I had all my cash in my shirt pocket or whatever, so that I had it just quick to pull out and give in at the uh currency exchange. Hmm. Anyway,
0: currency Difference is an interesting thing actually because um, you know you could you could have ten um, you could have I had like um, I don't know like fifty quid or something but I put that through and I got tens of thousands of Tanzanian shillings is the 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 difference between the currencies is insane but. <laughs> Inflation.
1: Hyperinflation. Go, well, she goes to Zimbabwe You you become a trillionaire if you hang over <laughs> a fiver. Wow. Well, probably not even a fiver, probably like <laughs> no a one-thousandth of a penny. It's pretty cool seeing the big numbers on the notes. It's a bit like playing Monopoly.
0: It? <laughs> it's exactly like yeah. playing Monopoly.
1: After we did that, well, after I did that, you get to go out into Tanzania, so we all <laughs> headed outside, put our bags into a bit of a heap, yeah. and yeah, I will hopefully put up a black and white photo that was my first photo of Tanzania, taken of all of the volunteers. So you'll be able to see me and uh, Joe in it. Uh, uh, do you do not
0: rub before. in the fact that you can, that you can still share your photos from the trip. That those scars have not healed.
1: Joe, I'm telling you, you just need to get a friend who's a hacker, and <laughs> they can like plug your phone in, and then 15 seconds later they'll look up at you and go, "I'm in." Then <laughs> <again. sighs> they'll uh, go through the like 15,000 photos that you accidentally took in uh, Tanzania.
0: <laughs> you never take in one of those post-workout photos just to see how different you look.
1: Uh, no, no, what? Okay, just me.
0: I'm gonna (laughs) pretend I didn't say that. The editor booth isn't. And then delete it straight away, Um, obviously. Have
1: you ever heard of a mirror?
0: Yeah, but uh, it's a slightly different perspective, isn't it? Okay. You know, a mirror's always in that one place. A phone you can angle it in. Different ways. I'm not helping my case.
1: No. What workouts have you been doing that you've been uh, taking pictures of? Um, mm, so there was a workout regime that uh, we started that you were fairly quick to uh, ditch. I hated it.
0: So,
1: <laughs> you've been doing anything better in the UK?
0: Well, you know, you've got YouTube workouts, and, you know, it's nice to have someone on screen who's giving you... Encouragement while you're. While, encouragement while
1: you're, in person! Personalised!
0: Hey, I did not find you encouraging saying, Joe, you're not doing it properly!
1: <laughs> Positive criticism!
0: We will expand more on this when we come to that
1: episode. The apt episode. You will finally know what level 26 means.
0: We gotta start using that phrase. Well, I've
1: gotta say that the, uh, The experience of going through customs was pretty level 26. Plane ride over, level 25. Wow. Customs, level 26.
0: Yeah, for me, definitely. Level 26 plus all the levels after that, it was so bad.
1: Anyway, back to the story. Uh, Sat outside for, I would say, close to an hour.
0: Yeah, it was... Maltering hot.
1: Yeah. It hit me how, like, humid as well it was going to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that was the first time I, like, kind of... It was like really walking
0: cool. into an oven.
1: Yeah. And I'm one of those steam ovens, you know. <laughs> it stops your chicken from drying out or whatever.
0: <laughs> but there was a but, um, big bright sun beaming
1: great. right down on us. Make sure you got your sun cream handy. Or stick to the shades if you're pasty like me. <laughs> so we then... Like, we sat around for an hour. Yeah. Um, waited for... Matthew. Who did we meet up with? It wasn't our, uh, kind of...
0: I think it was someone who was just there for that sort of transition from what airport to... Up? To, uh, the thingy place.
1: Was his name Matthew Perry?
0: Um. That's oddly specific for you to remember.
1: Well, it's because it's uh, the guy out of Friends, and I vaguely remember, like... <laughs> Matthew I mean, Perry? Paul or something, wasn't he? Or Merlin? Is or that
0: Chandler,
1: Matthew Yeah, Perry. yeah. Anyway, some guy who had a name which, for some reason, reminds me of Matthew Perry, <laughs> he was there, and we saw him briefly at the beginning, and I think that was it. He was there for the transfer, like Joe said, and he organised us into getting various little minibuses to go maybe like two miles or something Yeah, from the airport. No, probably not even two miles, probably like a mile.
0: Yeah, those minibuses were my first experience of the the tanzanian swahili music
1: oh you had uh you had some beats on this that's right now nah, ours was pretty quiet Oh <laughs> <laughs> it was like yeah i would say that the minibus we had from the airport to the hotel was really nice it had like aircon like a pretty good interior and stuff mm. and it it set me up for well, the next day the coach, from the uh, hotel to Morogoro. It was a bit of a step down, I've got to say. But, uh, yeah, got the minibus to the hotel and yeah, I think there was a, a tap outside, and so that was the first time we had, uh, well, I had water, because that was another thing I hadn't, like, packed on me. I didn't have any drinks, so I was you just... You uh,
0: Yeah. A uh, funny thing is, like, we went to a hotel but um throughout like the whole training process and the recruitment stages they're like this is gonna be proper tough, this is, we're not gonna go to any hotels, it's gonna be it's gonna be right there in the elements. No hotels. And did I mention absolutely no hotels? Right, yeah. we're in Tanzania. Where are we going first? Oh we're going to a hotel.
1: It's a pretty nice hotel as well. This wasn't uh, a small old like, hostel out in the sticks. This was... We had en-suites. We had... Well, we had Wi-Fi. It was probably the world's slowest Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah.
1: Had Aircon. Yeah, it and, did. Yeah, Had a uh, breakfast Breakfast, yeah.
0: Yeah, can't and, complain.
1: No. So, uh, yeah, I got in there.
0: I was in the room with... Jefferson, and a guy who was also unwashed, but I believe he got sent home a
1: while later. Was it for having a fight with a local? I think so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Are we allowed to include that in the podcast, or are we inclined to edit it out? I don't know. It's not like he's going to hear it.
1: (laughs) I got to the hotel, and... I had some food... Yeah, I think it was getting pretty late in the day by this point.
0: Yeah. Um, do you remember the night time though, the evening, where we all we all sort of gathered
1: round uh, and played played werewolf? That was the first time. That's when I introduced it to you. So we had a dinner, which was my first introduction to Tanzanian food, and it was so good. Do you remember it?
0: I, 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 I have a vague re- recollection of it being good. There, were, there was some meat, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, so it's like spinach, rice and beans. Oh. The kind of classic trio that you'd have in the village every single day.
0: Stop. You, you're I'm setting off my cravings right
1: now. Well, we're going to get this podcast big enough, and then we're going to get that recipe straight from our Mama Joseph's mouth. <laughs> and then we can replicate it ourselves. I but just yeah. want to go back and <laughs>
0: eat some.
1: <laughs> anyway. There was some meat. It was like a chicken thing or something. And those little, like, uh, fried donut things. Well, that Mundaz- I Munduzzi.
0: Munduzzi. Oh. Mund- yeah, Mundozzi uh. or Mundozzi?
1: Uh. Mundozzi. Yeah. I was never really a fan of them. They were a solid... <laughs> They were, you know, they were okay. They were like
0: sweet, but not too sweet, kind of thing.
1: Like I I quite liked. I don't feel they ever would have taken off with me. Anyway, this is for the food episode. Yeah, that's for the food episode. Had the food uh, for the first time then, and that really like. I don't know what I thought of kind of like Tanzanian food in general, but I kind of considered it to be maybe like it would be quite starchy. And not particularly spicy, but yeah, that meal absolutely blew us out of the water and was a pretty good estimation of what the rest of the mm. rest of the trips kind of food would be. Yeah. For more info on that, go to episode fifteen or whatever, which will be all about food.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did have a quite a good idea what the food would be like because of the barbecue. You did
1: your barbecue. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I'm talking too much about food. we got to save it. We've got to savour it.
1: For the food episode. For the food episode. Spent the night there. Well, had the evening where we played... Where I introduced everyone to Werewolf. I think that went down pretty well.
0: I think it did, yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a thing that I'd looked up before. We'll talk about it more in the uh, Act and Games episode. But I... Before going, I knew, like we were probably going to have lots of evenings where we weren't doing anything. So I just looked up a bunch of card games. Uh. So it was like a standard deck of cards. And then somehow I found out about that werewolf game.
0: Oh, really? I thought you had, like, played that many times.
1: No, no, no. Literally, I found out, like, a couple of weeks before we came. I've searched, like, fun card games to do with friends. And uh. werewolf came up. And so I've tried it out with friends. I've gone around with friends. Yeah. To to be, like seven of us, so we tried it there, but it was a bit bit crappy because you need one person to be, like, the all-seeing eye, and if I you uh, have people, that means you only have six, and then one person dies, so it's only really five, so it didn't work that well, but yeah, I would suggest doing that. Before you go, look up a bunch of these games, play them with your friends to see which ones you enjoy, and then just, like, store that in the back of your head.
0: And make sure you take Uno and their deck of cards as well
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah uh, I think werewolf came up because you play it using a deck of cards usually like you
0: oh you, yeah you to like, three
1: is like, in the yeah. deck and then you hand out the cards and whoever gets an ace is a werewolf and so I yeah. think that's how I played it out but yeah tons of games that aren't just pure um, kind of cards you know like poker or whatever they're probably a, a pretty good one to get because mm. I don't know, they're, they're easy to explain, even through, like, language barriers and stuff. Yeah. And, especially, like, Uno, that made the trip, like, a thousand times better, I think. Yes. I had a pretty good sleep, got up early in the morning, had a shower in my, uh, en <laughs> and then headed downstairs and had breakfast.
0: What was for breakfast? Because I don't remember. Was it like a a, a little, a few things, like a cooked banana and some I don't remember the cooked
1: banana. I remember this was the first time that we ever had yams.
0: Oh. Yams.
1: The kind of grey,
0: the grey yams. Yams for me were a bit hit or miss. Sometimes you get quite a nice savoury one, but sometimes they were very, uh, what's the word? I think it's bad. <laughs> uh subjectively, you know, I did not enjoy some of those
1: yams. Yeah. yeah. Then we had those what were they little pancake things?
0: Uh oh no, chapatis. Yep. Yes.
1: We had chapatis for the first time?
0: They were We our Echo group obsessed over them. Uh, anyway, that's for the food episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> have uh, Mendozis again. Do we have, like, orange juice or something? Oh, and uh what's it called? Watermelon. Oh, yeah. Something that would, I would go on to kind of dream about. But anyway, <laughs> one of the, the same Matthew Perry guy came along, <laughs> called us into three groups, and that was the... Sorry about the motorbike. Uh, that was Picky Picky. Picky off He's after uh, swap some money for me.
0: Anakilele. Like,
1: three different coaches that were going from Dar es Salaam out to Morogoro, which I am looking up right now. Which is one hundred and eighty-six kilometers. Yeah, I don't know what that is in miles, but was, over a hundred. It
0: was a. Fairly
1: long drive. Yeah. I was sat next to uh Charlie, who was supposed to be on the e- last week's episode but couldn't make it. Maybe you'll be on next week's. You were across the uh the way from me.
0: Yeah, I was I I was, wasn't I?
1: So yeah, you know, fate was putting us together. I
0: was I was doodling, I think, and you were like, hey, what are you drawing? That was nice. Yeah. That, that yeah. was nice of you to ask. Yeah, hey, uh, I've got I've got that sketchbook somewhere.
1: Nah, they were pretty good, and uh, I would say though, you did get way better later on when you started drawing uh, people's faces. I thought like, oh, I could see with each one you were like getting better at everything. I was very impressed by the end.
0: Ah, well,
1: thank you. Have you continued that in post Tanzania or? Um,
0: I mean. Mostly for uni. I've not really been drawing, like, people I, I know, but, um, uh, like, sketching, like, you know, like, naked people and animals and stuff like that. Okay, bit, bit, bit
1: personal, Joe, I just
0: wanted to know if you're drawing, like, you know, some family friends or something. Go Nudity on. is a, a part of art.
1: Yes. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> um, I'm beginning to see why you don't want people to look at the photos on you. Before.
0: Oh, you you are painting me to be some kind of. <laughs> yeah. We used to, in uni last year. We we would do a life drawing class. We would go into a room and there's just. I was the first time I went to the class. I was kind of blown away because I wasn't expecting it, but I was just this naked. <laughs> naked old guy, posing. It's always
1: a naked old guy. I did uh, still life classes when I was at uni, and then after I left uni, in an evening, I used to go to, like, a local college and do it again. It's always an old guy. It's never a woman. It's never a young guy.
0: Mm. It's
1: just old men who are very comfortable in their body.
0: Well, I was quite lucky when, um... (laughs) I say lucky, that sounds weird, but, um when when it moved to online classes we were told to use uh, this website where they have uh, that sort of image and there were more younger models younger like i don't know like i i don't know I'm, also on the bus there were there was lots of like people would wave at us cuz uh, it was funny to see a load of air uh, yeah. A load of wasungu in a in a bus going somewhere, not something you often see if you're in Tanzania, if you are a Tanzanian.
1: Would they, it was because they wouldn't have got coaches along the route, I doubt they could have seen that we were like Westerners.
0: Well, people would wave, and we'd wave back, like, we, a lot of us had the windows open, and we were sort of looking out the window. Oh. Especially when we went through the sort of rural areas, it was like kids would sort of point at us, and then go and run to their families inside, be like, <laughs> How long was it?
1: It's kind of like four hours or something to do that,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a hefty journey.
1: We had a brief stop at uh kind of like it was like a coach stop or something, wasn't it? And yeah. A bit like in India when you're on the trains there. Uh as soon as you stopped, tons of people are like swarming around the coach with uh stuff to sell.
0: I remember kind of... that. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I took some I I took something. <laughs> I, I And then they were sort of like all holding their hands out and swarming even further, and it was like everyone's like, God damn it, Joe, you just <laughs> attracted more of them. And then I, I, I was just like, He was putting his hand out for money, and I was like, Oh shit, what have I <laughs> done here? So I just dropped whatever it was.
1: Oh, uh, you just having a feel of one of his apples or something. <laughs> just like that's not an innuendo comes over here touches (laughs) all our food and then decides not to pay (laughs) I would say at that point they were given out apples and a couple of weeks later I would have killed for one of those apples so yeah that look particularly like you know hard maybe get a couple of them and store them in your upset later because you'll appreciate the (laughs) fibre later on
0: Mm. yeah we had a lot of Oranges and bananas, but... Apples were very
1: scarce. Well, a, uh... A friend of ours called the... Was it The Accountant?
0: Yes, The Accountant.
1: A mysterious figure, which, uh... I don't think anybody truly understands, but I remember <laughs> talking to him once. And, uh... I suggest... He asked me what, uh, fruits I, sh- he sh- I should grow outside of his house. And I suggested apples... But he said that they it wasn't the correct climate for them.
0: Right, yeah, that would explain it. I'd have I'd have guessed it was something like that because apples are brilliant. Love
1: apples. I think it's just too hot or maybe too dry.
0: Anyway, we will speak more about apples and our good friend the accountant in later episodes, so
1: not the accountant. It's the economist.
0: Ah, oh, the economist. Uh, you called him the accountant.
1: The accountant is his evil twin brother. <laughs>
0: but
1: yeah. So Stay l- tuned. The he will. Uh, he will come back in a in a future episode. We got to Morogoro. Yes. I would say that the the journey starts out in the kind of the busy oh, city of Dar es Salaam. It's not like a shanty town, but, you know, it's not the... If you look up Dar es Salaam, it's like a 21st century city with skyscrapers and whatever. But the area we were in was on the outskirts, so it was more lower-lying buildings. Mm. And as we headed out, the road started off as kind of like a... A bit like a motorway, pretty mm. wide. Like yeah. Three or four lanes. But then it eventually turned into a kind of... So we went out the city... It yeah. To a kind of two lane A road or whatever you'd call it in the UK. Mm. And the built environment went from being kind of the, the outskirts of Dar es Salaam into just very rural kind of village communities that lived alongside the road. That
0: was the point where you sort of feel like, wow, I'm in a whole new world here. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure I said that in the last episode about landing on the plane, but it's thinking even more, like, oh my gosh, this is not, I'm not in Kansas anymore, you know?
1: Nice little callback. But yeah, definitely. (laughs) Seeing all these kind of, like, buildings on the sides that are, like, the ones in the towns, they had windows, they had glass, they had, like, metal roofs or whatever, they were multiple stories, they had signs on them and balconies and that kind of thing. Yeah. Quite quickly, within... 20 minutes of leaving the edge of Dar es Salaam, you were seeing these communities where all the buildings were uh, mud bricks, they didn't have windows, or if they did, they were just kind of like metal bars or wooden shutters.
0: That's what I was drawing, I remember now. You were asking what I was drawing. Um, and I, I showed you, I think it was it was what we could see out the window, it was just the environment.
1: That was pretty, for me, that was when I started feeling that I was definitely going to a new environment that I'd never seen yeah. before. When I was in the hotel, I took a picture out the window, because this hotel room was kind of like a six-story building, mm. and my room was on like the fifth or sixth story, quite near the top. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah. So, taking a picture out my window, I could see quite a lot of uh, Dar Dar es Salaam. And the more kind of like, I don't know, like poorer neighbourhoods, the kind of shorter buildings. And I could look out and I could see like cows uh, tied up behind people's houses and chickens uh-huh. running around all over the place. And the kind of various little um, built kind of houses and stuff. And it, for me, that that's stuff that I've seen before, but I've seen it in like India and that kind of place, or like Nigeria. I know big cities in Laos and stuff, the outer... Suburbs of it look very similar, mm. but driving out amongst these communities, seeing these little uh, brick-built buildings with kind of metal roofs, that was something new to me. And I think, totally, well, not totally, but my expectations of what the villages were going to be like, yeah, it it made me. This was like a new. I had ideas, and after seeing these town, these little tiny settlements alongside this road, that, that change my opinion, once
0: again. Hmm. Don't mean to throw us off topic, (laughs) again, but going back to the, um, the hotel, were you woken up by a cockerel?
1: I think I was broken up by multiple cockles.
0: And, like, there was, like, a call to prayer type thing.
1: That was the one that woke me up. That was Was another thing that I hadn't really expected.
0: Hmm. That was loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something else as well.
1: Uh... <coughs> we had to get up pretty early that day. It was kind of 6 o'clock or mm. something. But
0: we got woken up at, like, 4 or 5.
1: <laughs> anyway. Anyway. your present day. Yeah, sorry road. for
0: that tangent.
1: No, 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 not at all. It was good to be reminded. I, I feel like I it.
0: should have uh, mentioned it in that bit anyway. Yeah.
1: No worries. People don't come here for, uh... Brief, to the point, uh, explanation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we headed in and got to Moragoro, which is... Would you call it a city, or was it a town? I feel it was more of a town. It's a right
0: region.
1: Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actual... Yeah, I'm looking up here, it's got a Wikipedia page, it's a town. Yeah. So, 315,000 people, so it's a, it's a big town.
0: I mean, I'm sure Kwadoli, the village we went to, mm-hmm. is in Moragoro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's village, more or less, was in Moragoro.
1: Yes. So Moragoro is a district within Tanzania. That's so it, district. Like a district, yeah. But
0: and we Moragoro, were in, we yeah. were in the Infamaro region.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I think yeah.
1: Yeah. Let me have a look. We pulled into Morogoro, we saw a kind of reverse of what happened when we were leaving um Dar es Salaam where the distant and very small rural communities got more persistent and you started to get in kind of slightly more built up areas and then quite quickly we pulled in at
0: Annabellus
1: which was the place where <clears throat> we were to have our week of training before going out to our project villages. Yes. So Annabilis was a nunnery, right?
0: It was a nunnery.
1: It was. So, they had a bunch of sisters there. Ah, uh, yeah, the
0: full title, Annabilis Sisters. Well, no. Uh, that important of information but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes we
1: are we pulled in there Um,
0: uh,
1: got out of the mini woods I believe so we were on livelihoods but about a fifth of the people that come over on the plane were part of WASH and I'm uh, fairly sure when we pulled in at um, at Anabilis they uh, went off to a different... Yeah, they plate.
0: did. They did, actually. They dropped us off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, headed off themselves. Mm. So, that was the last time we saw them till... Was it the end?
0: Phase review. Wait. Oh yeah, the end.
1: Yeah. yeah. Until, uh, what was it called? Debrief. Debrief, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. so, dropped off at Annabelle, like and So, we maybe haven't even mentioned this before. But uh, when you volunteer with Rally, uh, for every UK volunteer, there's one in-country volunteer.
0: Yes, there is. Uh... So, for the... Did they get the numbers, like, exactly?
1: I think it was very close. I think there was, Mm. like, one or two less.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: But, uh, or one or two more, just so that occasionally... Well, I remember at the beginning, they would put people in twos... And there were like, you know, 15 groups of two and one group of three. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, no, probably like 30 groups of two and one group of three. So, yeah, so there are about 65 of us from the UK or something. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I think. And so we were paired with 65 in-country Tanzanian volunteers. And as we pulled up and got out of our coach... Standing all in a big crowd were all 65 of the uh, Tanzanian volunteers. And if you want to find out what happened when we first met them, you'll have to listen in to part two in next week's episode, where we talk more about the training at Annabilis and our journey out to Kordoli.
0: Yeah, we will see you in that one, because I guarantee it will be It'll be a good episode.
1: Okay. Well, now that we've got that kind of distraction out of the way, we can get down <laughs> to the part that people actually come for, and this is the world-famous Joe Swahili segment.
0: Welcome, everybody, who has skipped the main body of the podcast to get
1: here. 90% of listeners. <laughs>
0: um, right, my word for today. Um... You may have heard me say it a couple of times already. Picky-picky.
1: Ah, picky. Uh, why would you say the word picky-picky? What does that mean? Is it a type of bird? Is it, uh... Is it what people, uh, go mining with? Or, um, I don't know. The Tanzanian word for nose or something.
0: <laughs> no, that's poor. Oh.
1: Uh.
0: Yeah, nose is poor. Um... Peaky, I was trying to
1: work out how I knew that, but now I do remember. It was your uh singing lessons with the kids in the village. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. Peaky, yeah. Peaky, peaky,
1: peaky. Sorry, that was a long-winded distraction. That will possibly be edited up.
0: Um. Possibly not. Um. peaky peeky means. Do you want to say it? I feel like you know this.
1: Well, yeah, I do know this one. Yeah, it's a uh, motorbike. And it's a really cool kind of word because pick doesn't mean wheel or anything. It's literally just because motorbikes kind of sound a bit like picky pick. So, (laughs) I know a little bit about motorbikes, and uh, in Tanzania, they tend to have two stroke motorbikes. They have a
0: a lot of them. Like, going through the village, you'd more often see a picky picky than a gari. A car, that is.
1: Oh, bonus word. Bonus
0: word in Joe Swahili segment.
1: Well, I I don't know. I thought that was very cool that they have such a...
0: Onomatopoeic word.
1: Yeah, that's... I don't know. Do they have, like, another word for them that's a bit more technical? Imagine you went to get your license. Would they call it a picky picky or...
0: I think they would. I don't know. 'cause uh, on the duolingo, I've come across picky picky and oh. that's that tends to be like the the official language that they would use nothing like uh Mwanangu or Nganganga that's the word that you grew to
1: hate I think it's a phrase that I grew to uh to hate you. Know? <laughs> But anyway. but
0: that's, that's more kwadoli dialect. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It wasn't... I, I wasn't don't want to spoil people. I feel that's for Joe Swahili segment in a couple of weeks.
0: Even though it's not Swahili. Is it not? No, it's not.
1: Do you remember what the dialects in, uh...
0: The, the language in Quadoli was... Zigua. Hmm. Zigua, and they'd, they'd greet people... Sort of like kaganafihi which means how did you sleep like saying good morning
1: uh Uh, yeah right well we'll yeah when we get to Kordoli we'll probably have a more in depth Swahili segment possibly
0: a Zigua segment as well yeah
1: maybe I could do that one maybe you could (laughs) (laughs) anyway Moving on to everyone's least favourite segment, so feel free to skip ahead. It's <laughs> Alex's Boring Facts.
0: I'm so bored. It's Alex's Boring Facts.
1: Is that what I really sound like? <laughs> I thought I'd
0: give yeah. you a jingle. Well, Improvise we that out
1: replay it next time, so. <laughs> Oh, That's I fact. could
0: just sing it again.
1: Either way. Uh, yeah. So, this is my boring <laughs> facts. Uh, did you know that Norway has won the most amount of, uh, Olympic Games? Winter Olympic Games, that is. Oh. by the United States, and coming in at third is Germany. Oh. Now, uh... In in num in at number seventeen is China. In at number eighteen, slightly confusingly, is West Germany. <laughs> in at number twenty is the Czech Republic. Do you know who comes in at number nineteen?
0: I'm guessing it's Oh. It's it's either the UK or Tanzania. I'm gonna guess Tanzania because it would nicely it would nicely wrap off our episode and bring it all together.
1: It would very nicely wrap up that episode. Unfortunately, <laughs> the climate in Tanzania isn't very conducive to uh, uh, Winter Olympics. I, I was
0: thinking a nice, sort of cool runnings type. Um,
1: Unfortunately not. Tanzania um, hasn't actually uh, ever competed in the Olympic Games. The Winter Olympic know. Games, that is. So, yeah. Jamaica has, cool running style, and Adrian Solano from Venezuela, another country not particularly known for snow, has competed, but uh, unfortunately for now, as of time of recording, no Tanzanian team has actually, no Tanzanian athlete has uh, competed in the Winter Olympics.
0: So, sure. um, he was number 19
1: then? It was Great Britain, unfortunately, <laughs> which I guess because Tanzania did used to be a part of like the British Empire, mm. vaguely you could change <laughs> some kind of connection through that way, but uh, yeah, for now, Tanzania unfortunately hasn't ever sent any athletes, but maybe we could change that.
0: Can I propose a new segment?
1: What segment?
0: We touched upon this in the village many, many times.
1: And you're only bringing it up now? Fifteen
0: quid. It's because you mentioned it earlier that you got fifteen quid, but it, do you remember the conversations we would have? Like, would you rather this or fifteen quid?
1: It's a fairly it's a fairly um, self-explanatory statement, but, yeah, I do remember these little well. mm-hmm. uh, conversations. Now, Joe, you've brought it up. So I'm hoping that you've got one.
0: (laughs) Would you rather have Lydia's Rice and Beans right now, or 15 quid?
1: That's, that is a piss poor start, Joe. Of course I'd rather have Lydia's Rice and Beans.
0: Yeah, I knew, I knew, I thought that would be quite easy, but, uh.
1: You were never the master of the 15 quids.
0: Okay, well, well, I only had um, a few seconds to think about it. Next yeah. time we'll have more. Next time you'll ask the question, actually, we'll alternate.
1: Okay, or should we do two per time? I feel... Yeah, really, uh, okay, two, yeah. And so, yeah, uh, listeners, if you want to write a... Uh... 15 quid... Uh, questions in for us that'd be good and if you want to answer which way you would uh, you would have gone which one you would have chosen feel free to leave that in your review down below and we'll uh, we'll read it out see what the uh, general consensus is Joe's done that segment on us a bit too quickly this week so next time we'll come up with a bit better yes we will we'll have some pre cooked <laughs> statements But yeah, a very long episode this week.
0: We said, you said at the start, this was going to be short.
1: Well, we'll see what I can do at the editing booth. (laughs) Uh, I'm predicting this will be a long one, but next week will definitely be even longer. So yeah, bail soon for that one, everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think that's just just about done for this week. So from me, it's uh, Badai.
0: And for me, it's a bad eye. See you guys. In the next episode. Never shine if you don't Bye. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid.